0: This is Darrell Alia, and you're listening to episode 155 of the Before the Millions podcast. to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast, podcast. podcast. and now your host Duray Olalie. what a do btm tribe welcome to this brand new installment of the before the millions podcast i am your host dure Olalie, and i hope you are doing well i hope you're gaining a lot of perspective During these uncertain times in our community, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime crisis, and there's been a whole lot of turmoil and a whole lot of bad that has come from it. And my prayers go out to every single person who's been affected by CLVID-19. But also, there's been a whole lot of good. There's been a whole lot of opportunity. There has been a whole lot of clarity for some of us in our businesses. You have these big corporate giants totally restructuring, totally rethinking how business looks moving forward. You have, scrappy, you have scrappy professionals picking up a new skill, picking up a new hobby, learning to be entrepreneurial, creating a side stream of income. You have some of the most futuristic businesses hitting all-time highs in their revenue goals. We have the world becoming a cleaner place. We're limiting our toxic emissions. Disease deaths overall have been at an all-time low. We're becoming cleaner, healthier people. This was like a wake-up or a reminder for us to be clean, to be healthy, to be sanitary. For some of us who've gotten used to a not-so-clean routine. So yes, there's a lot of bad that has come from this, but there's also a lot of good. And where your focus goes, energy flows. So where is your focus right now? If you're listening to this here in 2020, where is your focus during this pandemic? Is your focus on all the things you could have been doing, all the things you could have had, all the places you could have been, all the money you could have made? Or are you keenly focused on the opportunity, on the time for growth, the time for healing? Maybe this temporary isolation is good for you. Maybe it's time for reflection. What are you focused on? On this episode, we're going to talk about exactly why, where your focus goes, energy flows. Henry Ford said it best. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. If you have dreams, goals, and aspirations of one day owning real estate, one day cashing $100,000 checks, one day becoming a millionaire, one day traveling the world, at a moment's hesitation. But these, these goals are just ideas in your mind, and they're feel-good moments, and they last for a few minutes, and then you get back to your worry. You get back to the bills you have to pay. You get back to all the reasons why now is not the right time to start business. I mean, it's never going to be the right time. The best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. Because some of us told ourselves back in January that the market was simply, it was just too hot. There's no, there's no way I should start a business now. There's no way I should start investing now. I got to wait. And then fast forward three, four months later, oh no, there's a pandemic. There, there's no way I can start a business now. There's no way I can start investing now. I got to wait. It's never going to be a great time. And I hope that a lot of us are starting to realize that now is the best time to get started with your dream. It doesn't matter what is currently going on. Now is the best time to get started with your dream. On today's episode, we are interviewing Mr. Rod Cleef, and right before our call, Rod just got off the phone with two billionaires. So he was a little bit fired up. And Rod is going to help us a whole lot with painting that that vision, that canvas of what we want and how to focus on that again, not just for a few minutes at a time, but how to focus on that intentionally. How to how to have that be the main focus. So if you're struggling right now through this pandemic and you're just trying to figure out how you're going to make it to next week, you're trying to figure out if and when you should get started with your business, you're trying to figure out what type of opportunities are available. I think it's going to start with your mindset. And I think it's going to start with setting solid, crystal clear goals for your life and then reverse engineering from those goals to figure out the vehicles that are going to help you to those goals. So this episode, again, is all about goal setting. And Rod is going to give you a whole lot to aim after. I mean, this guy lost $50 million during the last recession. $50 million. So I think he knows a whole lot about turmoil and anxiety and what we should be doing during this time and how now is not the time to give up on your goals, but to go after your goals even harder. And if you're an aspiring investor interested in getting started in real estate, and you're just wondering, how do I build a business that, can take down deals, but can do it all virtually, especially during the times that we're in with no cash credit or banks. And I want you to head over to before the millions.com forward slash webinar because Thursday, April 23rd at 1 PM central standard time. I am hosting a webinar unlike any other webinar I've hosted before. This is going to be the type of webinar where I take you behind the scenes and I show you the steps to build your virtual business And you could actually follow along and get started. So this is actually a free webinar that we've decided to roll out because lots of you guys are at home and all you need, all you need are just the keys, the keys to get started. So what this webinar is going to do for you is it's going to give you all the tools so that you can start contacting motivated sellers this week and start closing on deals. And you can do it all virtually with no cash, credit or banks. That's over at BeforeTheMillions.com forward slash webinar. If you haven't yet listened to episode 154, which is a solo episode with just me and you, and it's a Q&A session where I talk about affiliate income, I talk about the stimulus checks and all the government grants that they're currently offering, and what you should be looking out for. I talk about being stuck overseas. I talk about market predictions and some of the best strategies to pursue here in 2020. So that's over at BeforeTheMillions.com forward slash episode 154. Or again, it's the very last episode in your podcast queue. So just let it keep playing. And if you didn't get a chance to ask a question for that Q&A session, go ahead and send me in any questions you may have as it pertains to real estate, lifestyle, business, etc because we're going to do a part two here shortly. So again, send me your questions. Got a lot of great feedback from part one. So I just wanted to make sure that you didn't miss out on it. We had a little problem with the audio. I went in and I replaced it with all new audio. So that episode is amazing. And if you're interested in having your question featured on part two, then send me an email, com. Hit me up on Instagram and or hit me up on Facebook. So Q&A with DeRay, part two, coming up. And you know that means I'm going to have to pull out another bottle of wine. So we're going to get to it. DeRay's tip of the week. Cash flow is a concept that's not really taught in school. I guess you're somewhat taught how to budget. And if you maybe take accounting one and two, then you know how to balance a checkbook. But managing fluctuating finances month after month. Is actually a skill. And as an employee looking to transition from a professional job to maybe a full time entrepreneur, that skill is a lot more important than you think. During these uncertain times, one way that you can use to sharpen your skills in terms of cash flow, in terms of budgeting and managing your finances, that's not something boring like watching a bookkeeper give you a tutorial or reading a book on personal finance. But a little bit more fun and something that you can do while you have some downtime during these times. The idea, the tip, is playing a game called Cashflow. Some of you may have heard of this game, but if you haven't heard of this game, this is a game created by Robert Kiyosaki, the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And Cashflow is a board game. And so it can be a one-person game or it can be a four-to-eight-people game. I often just play with one other person, though. And I play online because there's also an online version. So you can literally just type in the cash flow game in Google and it'll be the first thing to come right up and you can play for free online. And again, this is how you can sharpen your skills. You can start to understand how you think about finances and you can start to understand how people who escape the rat race think about finances because the whole point of the game is to escape the rat race and then to go live your dream. So step one is escaping the rat race in the game. And then step two is to create your ideal lifestyle. So the game reminds me so much of real life. The first step is to build up your cash flow enough to where it exceeds your expenses. Once you've been able to do that, as you build up more cash flow past your expenses, once you've quit your job and you're continuing to build your business, You're going to want to start removing yourself from functions in your business. You're going to want to start investing in particular types of ways that allow you to live your lifestyle design dream. And that's what this game does, because not only will this help you with your financial skills, but it also appeal to your kid-like nature and your competitive nature to beat the person that you're playing. And now your feature presentation.
1: Let me back up. So, my first year in real estate, I maybe made eight dollars to $10,000. My second year, maybe ten dollars to twelve. dollars But my third year, which was 1981, I made over $100,000. So, what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? And that's the topic that I love talking about more than anything else. What it was, was I met a guy, I actually worked, I dated his daughter and worked with him that taught me about mindset and psychology. Taught me that really 80 to 90% of your success in anything, as you know Duray, is your mindset, it's your psychology. The mechanics, real estate, entrepreneurship, investing, whatever it is, that's 10 to 15, 20% of it but you got to take action with what you learn. If it was just knowledge, there would be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there, right? Yeah, you actually have to do, you have to do with what you learn. So, um, so, anyway, I, I learned and fast forward, I've owned over 2,000 houses that I've rented long-term. I've had multiple apartment complexes. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. Wow. A little more to my mom's 20,000. Wow. And I will tell you, there's a punchline. Don't get excited. Um, so, <laughs> so, so um, you know, but, but, but let, me, let me pre-frame this, you know, before the punchline, I thought I was a real estate god. My head got so big, I could barely fit it through a double door because, you know, I you know if you do the math on 17 million in net worth over a year, it's about $8,300 $8, an hour, I think, over a 40-hour work week. And of course, everybody that would stand still long enough heard that. But, you know, when you get a big head like that, and, and I did, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you, a, you know, a nice smackdown, well, that was 2008 for me. I lost that 17 million, a whole lot more. I lost 50 million bucks, like you said. Wow. And so, one of the things I enjoy talking about, you know, depending on how much time we'll have together is 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 the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place to get there, but then the mindset it took to get back to the success that I'm blessed to enjoy today. and And so- you know, I thought I was set for life. I had 800 houses, I had multiple apartment buildings along the coast of Florida here. You know, I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold, Florida was recession proof.
0: Eh.
1: <laughs> it was ground zero for the recession. And of course, we're seeing it all again. This is it's deja vu all over again. Actually, on a larger scale, I'm afraid to say. Just one one quick thing. There's so many people caught up in fear right now, DeRay. They're so scared. You know, they're, and, and, that said, there's a, there are incredible opportunities right around the corner. I mean, incredible opportunities that are coming. I know because I remember. Now, of course, I was still hiding under a rock for a little bit of 08 and 09.
0: That brings me to my next question, Ron. Right? I think this can help a lot of listeners who are currently going through not a financial crisis, not a medical crisis, but a mental crisis, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as much as your crisis was, was as much financial as anything, I think a lot of it had to do with what was between your ears. So maybe you know. let's start from there. When you feel overwhelmed, when you feel unfocused, right? Maybe you've lost focus temporarily. What do you do to get yourself back in alignment?
1: It was towards the end of 08 that the world crashed, okay? So, so 07, I, I mean, again, in 06, in my net worth went up 17 million. 07, things were still okay. It was 08 when things really crashed for me. But, Focus is everything. Focus is is power. Focus is clarity. What you focus on grows. And so many people right now in this crisis are focused on Netflix, okay, and and focused on on distraction to 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 to, to get away from the fear of what's happening. When successful people right now are using this opportunity to learn and grow and become more and 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 really uh, maybe learn a new skill set, um, and and. You know, the truly successful people are innovating and pivoting right now. Right now, focus is everything. Now, I will tell you the first thing we do is we go through goals because how are you ever going to get what you want if you don't know what the heck it is? Mm. So, you've got to have real clarity around what you want. I mean, clarity, measurable clarity. And then you've got to know exactly why those goals are a must. Now, If you're listening to DeRay here, you are a leader. No question. No question you're a leader. There are people watching you. Your family's watching you. Your peers are watching you. Your friends are watching you. And it's time to step up. And the way you step up is you focus on what you want, not what you don't want. You don't focus on Netflix. You focus on growing and learning and becoming more right now. And, you know, I'll give you a great example of focus. They asked Mother Teresa if she was anti-war. And she said, no, I'm pro-peace. peace See the distinction? What of you focus course. on is going to grow larger. Both. So I have, I have kids that call me all the time, I want to get out of debt, I want to get out of debt. No, wrong statement. You need to make enough money where the debt is inconsequential. The, your focus is critical because whatever you focus on is going to get bigger and right now more than ever you must direct your focus.
0: Reminds me of this uh, this analogy where you know you have you you have a passenger seat driver and those are always the worst people uh, that they're they're driving in the passenger seat but ultimately when they see something and they're getting scared and they're you know hypothetically you know pressing the the, the brake with their foot even though they're not driving and then they're, they're pointing hey watch out for that and as soon as you say watch out for that what does your attention go as a driver you go towards that. Direction because again, that's where the focus is. Instead of taking the focus on what you actually do want, you're taking the focus and you're putting it exactly on what you don't want. Yeah, Tony, Tony, so Robbins,
1: yeah, Tony Robbins uses an example of driving down a road where every thousand feet there's a telephone pole. And why is it so often that people run into the telephone poles? It's because where your head goes is where you actually unconsciously steer. It's the same example you just gave. And and like when a race car driver is being taught to, to, to go around a Track uh, someone might be in the passenger seat teaching them, and they'll see the wall, but they can't look at the wall because if they look at the wall, they're going to run into the wall. So, literally, sometimes the person coaching them will turn their head away from the wall so that they steer away from it. It's it's it's, but it's the same thing with wow. your goals. It's the same thing with life.
0: Yeah. So, so walk me through like some of, maybe some of the exercises that you have.
1: So I can talk about the goal setting workshop because it's really powerful. It's so so. Let me just let me explain that real quick. So. What you want to do is you want to pick an hour when you have a lot of energy, you know, you're well hydrated, you drink some water. On that note, I'll drink some water. And and don't do it right after a meal. And sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? Now, I know if you're listening to Duray, you do your goals. But trust me, this is a, a deeper, more powerful process. So just, if you, in fact, if you can take some notes, if you're listening, take some notes. But But again, if you go to my Rodcliffe official page. I spend a whole hour, 15 minutes, walking you through this with music and everything else. But here it is at a high level. So you write down everything you could want, and and take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're gonna get it because it's not outside the realm of reality. Because what it does by writing, just writing it down, triggers your reticular activating system. And what that is is that filter in your brain that subconsciously filters out what it thinks is most important for you to focus on. It's subconscious, and the greatest example of it is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them and you buy the car and they're everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were but that's your reticular activating system focusing for you. Same thing with your goals. So, again, take the lid off your brain. If you want a private island, a jet, whatever it is, write it down because it's not outside the realm of reality as long as you make a decision and, and write it down. So, the big things, the little things, the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, the, you know, the watches, whatever, whatever it is, um, write it down. How much money do you want in the bank in, a, you say, in three years for your, your just-in-case fund? How much do you want in the bank in 10 years? How much cash flow do you how want in the bank? how do you
0: decide that? How, how does one you decide? You just
1: stab at it. You know, just whatever you want, whatever you think. I just, inter- I was just mentioning you before we recorded. I interviewed a guy. He's 41 years old. He has 20,000 units, two and a half billion dollar portfolio. And I asked him that question. He said, I decided I was going to own 100,000 units. It's just a decision. I will tell you, when I lived in Denver, and this is not bragging, please understand this. This is hopefully to inspire your listeners. When I was in Denver, I knew I want, always wanted to live on the beach and I, I, I there's no beach in Denver. And so, I would visualize palm trees and surf and sand and waves. And, and 20 years later, I built this $8 million, 10,000 square foot incredible mansion on the beach, on the beach on one side, and I have my boathouses on the backside. It's called a Gulf to Bay, like a slice through an island, which was unthinkable when I was 18. So the point is if you're listening, don't limit yourself. That's the key here. Whatever you want, write it down. But um, so, so how much money you want in the bank, how much cash flow you want in, in say, three years, 10 years. Also, and, and, and if you're analytical, please don't stop and analyze this. Just keep writing. Now, also write down what you want to do in your lifetime. Maybe you want to, um, you know, climb every mountain peak in the, in the world, the big over 14,000 feet or write a book or write a play or whatever. You know, me, I, I thought I'd wanted to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. So, I did that eight months ago. Never freaking do it again but I got it off the list. It's done. So, write down whatever you want to do. Um, also, Write down maybe where you want to go travel. I've got a travel vision board. You know, write down where you
0: want to travel. What's on your travel vision board, Rod? I'll show it to you. It's right here. Hang on.
1: Uh, it's right here. Uh, that's my gratitude vision board because everything starts from a place of gratitude. Okay. Um, my travel one is right here. And it's got places I've either been and want to go again or places I'd like to go. i got Thailand. I've got China. I've not been to either of those. I love trains so I've got my trains on there, I've not seen the northern lights yet, I've not been on the Great Wall, I've not been to Rio, I've not seen the Taj Mahal so you know there's Hong Kong so you know those are the things on my travel vision board and they will happen. I'm gonna tell you when when I set a goal it happens and so and, I'll, and I'm gonna explain why and if you follow this methodology and you don't think it's foo-foo I'm here to tell you it freaking works trust me on this. So. You write down what you want to learn as well in your lifetime. So, it's not just the stuff. Everything you want to do, be, or have. Write down, you know, me, I want to learn how to play the drums. I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. Write down what you want to learn. Also, lastly, write down who you want to help. We will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. So, you want to use that. You know, maybe you want to do some for your children, your spouse, your family, the community, the elderly, children, whatever it is, write it down. Then once you can't think of another thing, You've just written down a bunch of dreams. To make them real goals, you, they have to be measurable. So what I want you to do next is a few couple more steps. Write down how long it's going to take you to achieve each goal. Put a number by it a number of years, and don't overthink it. Just just guess: one, three, five, even 10 or 20. Because again, as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in a decade or 20 years, like my house example on the beach. So um, write down how long you think it's going to take. Then the next thing I want you to do is just a couple more steps I want you to write down your number one goal I mean that goal when you get it you're like oh my god this is amazing that goal write that down put it on another piece of paper then pick your top three one-year goals put those on another piece of paper so and leave room in between them and at this point you know most people do a new year's resolution it's gone by February at this point you're ahead of 99% of the people on the planet because you've got clarity around what it is you want but a couple of quick steps. The goals are important. They will drive you. They will push you. They will get you up early to stay up late. But the real driver is knowing why those goals are an absolute freaking must, not a should. And so, you write down a paragraph for each one why it has to happen so that I can show my wife what success looks like, so I can show my kids what it means to be successful, so we can have freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever it is for you, write it down. And use emotionally charged words, words are incredibly powerful, words like, you know, amazing, incredible, beautiful, you know, emotion, use emotion because emotion will, will push you. So use, you know, big words like that or emotionally charged words. And, and, one you, and your reason point.
0: why is super important, right? I think that just to kind of expand on what you're saying before you move yep. past your reason why, if you want, but just go seven layers deep because if you can't find a visceral reason up in that first layer, but you got to keep going deep until you find that root reason as to why this is a goal and that's what's going to motivate you.
1: If, you. if you're really honest with yourself and you go deep on material things, it's always because you want love, always. But, but mm. that's getting very ethereal. But bottom line is, 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 yes, go deep. Now, let me say this. Um, after you've written a positive reason why, you got to put some pain in there, and and what and and I mean make it freaking painful. So if you don't get the goal, here's what happens. So you want to. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my spouse. And. And I know that sounds harsh but as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure and you want to use this. This is the fuel to push through fear, to push through limiting beliefs or even worse if you're comfortable. You got to get uncomfortable because you're never going to build the life you want in the comfort zone. A comfort zone is a warm place but nothing freaking grows there. So, you got to get uncomfortable and it's the why that gets you uncomfortable. And, then, and And again, we don't want any regrets. There was a nurse in Australia, a hospice nurse that counseled hospice patients at the end of their life and she asked him a question. She said, do you have any regrets? She wrote a book about it. Her name is Bronnie Ware and it's called The Five Regrets of Dying. Want to know what the number one regret was, Duray? It was Hmm. not living the life I could have lived, not living someone else's life, not living to my potential and I say screw that but to to, to get to not have that happen, you've got to use the positive reasons why, the negative reasons why and get really associated. The last step that I want to share is you got to get pictures. You got to get pictures of your goals and like a vision, like these vision boards I just showed you. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you some examples of this in 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 in, in real life. And, and the first is a couple of public examples. Jim Carrey, flat broke, wrote himself a check for ten million bucks. The actor, Jim Carrey, the comedian, wrote himself a check for ten million bucks when he was flat broke. He used to go up by the Hollywood sign in Hollywood and he'd look at it and visualize cashing it. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. I'll give you a more recent example. Um, more recent example, which is um, uh, Demi Lovato, the singer. She, 10 years ago, she posted on social media, I'm gonna sing in the in the Super Bowl. She just sang in this last Super Bowl. So, and I'll give you some of my personal examples. Back when I was 18, I told you I got my real estate broker's license. I was gonna sell real estate and be rich. Well, I bought a four-door car because I figured you got to show houses. You got to have a four-door car so people can get in and out of it. So, I bought a Ford Granada. This is the ugliest POS you've ever seen in your life. Bench seat in the front. I mean just freaking hideous. And, But I worked with a guy that had a Corvette and he let me drive it which is really important. That experiential piece is mm-hmm. huge. If you want something, go experience it. Um, but I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. This is before the internet. You couldn't even spell internet yet and, and <laughs> I put this on the visor of my Granada, a picture of that Corvette. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. I want to give you a couple more quick examples and then I'll land the plane on this but 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 these i i, I want to preframe this by saying I'm not bragging because these things I'm going to share with you don't interest me anymore but they're really hopefully they'll inspire your listeners DeRay. so back then there was a TV show called Magnum PI okay the actor's name was Tom Selleck and he was a detective in Hawaii and he drove this gorgeous red Ferrari 308 and I thought that was the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen so I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine and I put it on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two I had a uh, uh, Maserati looked just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. Back in the day, Mike Tyson had the Lamborghini Countach and he think he bought one for, was it Robin Givens, they had one the two weeks they were married. But anyway, they had matching Lamborghinis and I had the pictures of Lamborghinis in my bedrooms. Well, what's interesting is I actually, my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about 30 of them. He had a model of the exact same color and style that I ended up buying of of a Lamborghini. So, the pictures work. In fact, let me just show you one thing. For those of you watching this on YouTube, iTunes, you'll just have to imagine this but this is my planner. I use a paper planner. In the back of this thing are pictures that have been in here for literally 20 years, okay? So, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures, pictures of my kids when they were young. My kids are, you know, 29 and 26 now. So, gratitude because everything starts from a place of gratitude, guys. So, I've got a gratitude vision board as well but then there's pictures of the things that I wanted. So, what's crazy is this top picture here was before I built my house on the beach, that's exactly what it looked like. Travertine floors, 10-foot high glass. It's crazy that that's what it looked like. Now, down below here, I live in a compound now. I've got six buildings, giant main house, I've got a two-bedroom guest house, a media center with an exercise facility, beautiful theater room, and on top, we're putting, we've got that video studio but look at this bottom picture. You can see it, DeRay. Do you see the white walls uh, behind the chairs here? Look behind me here, dude. Is that freaking crazy? And this is this is 20 years ago I had this picture and 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 there's the the walls right here behind me. And then, you know, other stuff that I thought was important. I got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of the watches. I, You know, stupid shit. Let me, and the
0: Bentley. let me ask you what's on everybody's mind because, I mean, this is fascinating. I know a ton of people out there was like, yeah, this sounds amazing for Rob. This sounds amazing for all these people. And I understand visualizations and I've heard a lot of these concepts and I wish this could be me. Closing the gap between creating your dream, going up, Cutting out pictures and then actualizing that Lamborghini. What happens in between that space? Well, you have
1: to you have to push through fear. Bottom line, okay, you have to take that first step. Like Dr. Martin Luther King said, take that first step in faith. The next step will be revealed. You can drive all the way across the United States at night, seeing 50 feet in front of you with your headlights, and you'll get you'll make it all the way across. And it's the same way with your goals, but you have to take action. In the real estate business, it's the law of the first deal. First deal takes the longest. It's the scariest. It's the most stressful. After you do like, you do that, you're like, is that all there is? And then they're like freaking dominoes. But the key here is, and that's why I started with this, keys, you got to know what you want and why you want it. Because again, that's what's going to push you and pull you and get you to push through that fear. You know, a lot of us have limiting beliefs. You know, I used to, I, I immigrated when I was six. I didn't speak English. I got thrown into school and my mom bless her heart, was a proud Dutch woman. She made me wear wooden shoes to school for show and tell and these leather shirts, shorts that the uh, Germans wear for Oktoberfest. So, I got my butt kicked for that and then I'd get chased home and she'd chase them off with a fly swatter, the bullies, and I'd come back the next day and get my butt kicked again. So, I formed this limiting belief that I wasn't good enough and a lot of people have these. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not young enough. I'm, you know, but I will tell you, in most cases, they're circuit breakers, okay? And 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 they prevent you from taking action. They prevent you from getting disgusted with yourself and I'm going to tell you, sometimes disgust is a real motivator. You need to get disgusted and say, enough is enough. I need to make something happen. And so, don't allow yourself to have a circuit breaker if that's what it is. If it's a limiting belief, true limiting belief, drag it onto the daylight. Look at it with your adult rational mind. Recognize that there's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS because 99% of them are if they're negative and disempowering. And this, you know, look at it and, and, and your adult rational mind will, will will ultimately flame it out. But
0: so, 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 a few short years ago, you were driving your POS and you-
1: Twenty years ago, right. and that's not I'm 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 old. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> actually, it was more than twenty. This is back when I was 18. 42 years ago. <laughs> of course, I said that
0: was some comedy. Of course, right, <laughs> a few right, short, right. years ago, you were driving to your POS, and you you cut out a vision of your your dream car. Uh-huh. Again, when you think about seeing that every single day, what were some of the visual steps, the actual concrete things that you did to make that happen? I think you said within a year. What happened? Yeah, like, how well, did that work? I mean,
1: you know, I I I I actually. What happened was, I what I was doing to make money wasn't working, and so I literally decided I'm just going to do what other people aren't willing to do. And by the way, anytime you're willing to do what others you won't do, you'll be a success. I knocked on doors of people that were in foreclosure. Hey, President I'm Rod Saw you having a little trouble with uh, countrywide funding, and you know I saw you are in foreclosure, and I help people in foreclosure. I bought 500 houses that way, okay, and multiple apartment complexes by knocking on doors of people that were in trouble and helping them. Either arrange financing, sell their house, list their house, whatever. And so, you know, again, whenever you're willing to, I, I interviewed these kids on my podcast and, and about, uh, well, actually a long time ago. And these two guys uh, had just bought a 50 unit by driving around looking for rundown properties and then finding the owner no matter what. I think they, think they found that owner on Facebook. And then they had a 48 unit under contract that they found by calling for rent ads on Craigslist and saying, hey, do you want to sell? I mean, who does that, right? Well, they did. They, they, they're they, friends of mine, Sterling and Jacob, and they now have 1,221 units, okay? They're in their 20s or maybe low 30s now. So, again, it's doing what other people aren't willing to do. So, if you are that person where you haven't taken action yet, you know you want and deserve this, get associated with what you want, why you must freaking do it, positive, negative reasons why get educated, come see me or, you know, I think you've got programs raise as well, whatever, whatever direction you want to go, learn this business, whatever business you want. If it's real estate, you know, learn this business and then take action. Don't get caught up in analysis paralysis or fear. Just recognize that you take that first step, the next step will be revealed and action mitigates fear. It's counterintuitive. If you're sitting still, you become fearful. If you take action, the fear dissipates. So, yeah. Guys, you want to be a success, find something you love or learn to love it. If it's if you're thinking real estate and you're not sure you love it yet, associate pleasure with it until you do. Like I associate it to hunting for buried treasure. You can, you can associate pleasure with things, including exercise even, to, to where you become to love it. And But I'm here to tell you, if you can't learn to love it, for God's sakes, go do something else. Life is too freaking short not to do what you love. So, in answer, you, and I've had 24 businesses that I've built. Three have been uh, three have been worth tens of millions of dollars. Most of the rest have been spectacular flaming seminars. Okay, so yeah. failures. So my point is, so I feel you when you you were talking about your situation, DeRay, and and but you know, but and, you
0: know why this is important. Again, we've taken action, and only once you've gotten past the start line, only once you've started something, that's when you understand a new understanding and you can pivot but most people they stay where they are and there's no way to pivot from start because you're still at start well, so they, getting they, they out. They
1: fear failure. They fear failure and, and, and I'm here to tell you fear being in the same freaking place a year from now than you that you are right now. Don't fear failure. I've, you know, I've, again, I've had 24 businesses most of which have failed. We fail our way to success. Don't fear failure. Fear, you know, fear not growing, fear not progressing. That's what you should fear, right? And and, and so so you know, I, I tell you, I I met Sarah Blakely, uh, the billionaire owner of the undergarment Thanks. Spanx for women. And she started with five thousand dollars and she was on Forbes this last year. And 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 I met her and she told me something which was really cool. And especially for those of you with kids. So her dad used to ask her every night at the dinner table, what have you failed at today? Mm. Is that an awesome freaking question to ask your kids to not fear failure? I just love that. Anyway.
0: As yeah, an that's beautiful. I, 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 I love, I love, um, I love kind of that analogy because again, even, even going down that path, her husband, Jesse, Jesse Isler, he, uh, he wrote a book called living with seal.
1: Oh yeah. Jesse's awesome.
0: Yeah. He literally put himself in a position to fail every single day. Right. So that's how important it is. And again, when, when you look at failure as feedback, it's just a process. It's just a part of the journey, love right? It.
1: Failure as feedback, I love it. Write that down, guys. That's <laughs> that's that's profound, right there, because it is. And you want that feedback. You want the negative feedback. How are you ever going to grow? Right. 100%.
0: One hundred percent. You know, I think about my just my first investment property back in 2016. And I was just like, dude, I had never thought that I would be a real estate investor. I had no idea what real estate was. I knew that I was going to fail, Rod. I knew it. I said, I'm going to fall flat on my face. But guess what? I do not care. I've made a decision. I decided.
1: Can I just land the plane on your decision comment? Because yeah, guys, ahead. Nothing happens until you make a decision. Your destiny is shaped when you make a decision. Okay, and so, but like like DeRay said, it's not a ninety nine percent thing. It is a hundred freaking percent. There's not one foot in, one foot out. It is done. If you're attacking the island, you you burn your ships because you're taking their damn ships back. Okay, so so again, that's a decision. All right. So, so back to Okay.
0: No, I love that. So I just wanted to talk about maybe, and this doesn't have to be anything monetary, but when you think about one of the best or maybe worthwhile investments that you've ever made in your life, and this could be an investment of money of time, of energy. It's all
1: education. It's all education. I show this picture of me with hundreds of lanyards on my Facebook page. I've got all on my arms, around my neck. I didn't go to college but I I continually educate. I remember my son asking me when we lived in that eight million dollar house on the beach. I told him I'm going away for a couple days to go to a real estate seminar. and He's like, why are you going to a real estate seminar? You could teach that. I'm like, because I'm always learning, and I always get distinctions. So that's the tip: educate. Learning is earning. And then, and then, of course, your network is your net worth. You need to be out there networking, meeting people, and and uh, those two things, success is inevitable.
0: I love it. we wrapping up this segment again. I, we can't we can't have a conversation and not talk about the current state of the market and as it pertains to goal setting. A lot of people have set goals twenty twenty goals, New Year's resolutions, and they feel like it's all come crashing down here in the past few months what do you have to say to those people? Pivot.
1: Innovate. Pivot. Change. Duck and weave. Do whatever you gotta do. And that's it. So, so innovate. Think outside the box. There's a lot of money that's gonna be made soon, guys. Incredible opportunities coming in real estate. If you're not, if you, you know, build relationships and you have access to cash, the biggest money is gonna be made in the next few years. Probably in your lifetime. So, I, I heard that. this phrase love from Jay Abraham, a brilliant marketer, which is, it's time for ethical opportunism. Mm. I love that phrase. Yeah. You, you, you're going to operate with integrity, but you're going to capitalize on the opportunities. And I think that's just a brilliant way to approach this.
0: 100%. You know, I think about even, even, even just coming from an analytical standpoint, like I remember when I first decided on goal setting and things of that nature. I asked a bunch of gurus. I started my podcast. I was asking people, how do you goal set? What do you do? And, you know, the information you've given here has been invaluable, but well, you know, you. people were telling me, Hey, uh, my first goal was to escape the rat race. Like leave my big four County job and, and just be done with it. Right. And they told me three, you know, 10 years, you'll be able to have enough units. You'll be able to make $10,000 a month. You'll be fine. 10 years. You'll be good. I talked to the, to the gung ho really, really smart experts. I was like, you know, you could do it in five years, right? I set a goal. I was aware of the part. I was aware of the law of Parkinson's, and I was just like, you know what? I may not hit this goal, but I'm going to set a crazy goal. I'm going to do a two-year goal to escape the rat race. And again, knowing that I may not hit that goal, but because I've made the decision to set a two-year goal, all of my actions, right in year one, even in month one, it's so much easier to know what type of actions you need to take in month one with the two-year goal as opposed to a ten-year goal. These days, Rod, um, there's a book called the Twelve the Twelve Week Year phenomenal book, but I I set all my goals in 12 week increments. Like all my years are now 12 weeks because when you have goals that are that concrete for 12 weeks, it's so easy to go back to month one of, 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 of three months and be like, okay, well, these are the exact actions I need to take this month to make sure that I hit my goal. What are your lifestyle well, goals for the next few years?
1: My, one of my biggest goals is to, is to uh, make 5,000 millionaires. I've already made a bunch and that's, my, that's truly one of my goals. See on the wall behind me, there's some of the hundreds of thank you cards I've gotten from, from students whose lives have, have been changed and impacted. That's truly one of my goals, that bottom line. I will say this, you know, I built that house on the beach uh, 20 years ago, and that, that testament to my ego, I called it. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool, and I'm looking up at this thing, and and again, testament to my ego, I built it to prove the world I was good enough, to prove the world I mattered. That's the truth of it. And I got really depressed two months after I built it, and and I'm like, what the hell? I've just achieved success times a thousand percent society standards. How could I be depressed? Well, there were two things going on. One never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it like the good book says without a vision the people perish but the other bigger thing was i had been totally focused on Rod 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 show the world I matter show the world I'm good enough so I went and saw Tony Robbins that year and I found out he fed families so I came back I fed five families third family changed my life and we feed them for the holidays and I've now fed 75,000 children for the holidays. That drives me, okay? I've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local children. That drives me. I've done, you know, I've got students that, are, that have retired from their jobs that making a ton of money from real estate. I've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for officers to keep in their car when they've been, you know, encounter a child that's been traumatized. Guys, there's a big difference between success and fulfillment. Tony Robbins calls it the art of achievement. I'm sorry, the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. I was totally focused on success but I was unfulfilled. So, those of you that are watching and listening to DeRay that are blood dripping from the teeth, you're going to do this no matter what. Give back. Give back right now. Even if you think you can't right now, do because your success will become quicker. It'll happen quicker and you'll live a much happier, more fulfilled life.
0: Lifestyle Design Acceleration Hacks. What is your favorite Before the Millions book?
1: Before the Millions. Um, mm, I don't remember that far, dude. I I made a million (laughs) when I was like 19. But I've got, I I, I gift books. My love language is gifts. The five languages of love. Incredible book. You need to know know, who loves you. Ultimate Sales Machine for Business, The Absolutely. Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, um, Traction, the EOS System. One of the, the books I give my students, I, my students get books every week, every month from me. One of them is Turning Pro, Matthew uh, Pressman around not being an amateur, become a professional. The Slight Edge, there's little decisions you make every day that traject your life up or down. I could go on and on, but that's enough.
0: <laughs> pick, pick, pick one book for a newbie investor just getting started.
1: Newbie? Well, of course, Rich Dad for real estate, but, but um I think Turning Pro. That's the first book I send my students. Stop being an amateur and decide to make this your business and become a professional.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's the book we'll go with. That's beautiful. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool.
1: Uh, we, use, we use several in the business. We use Asana for project management. We use Slack for inter-office communication. We use HubSpot for our CRM now. We just transferred to HubSpot. It's freaking awesome. Uh, we were using Infusionsoft. So, there's
0: three good ones. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed?
1: Well, it's been massively changed. I mean, we live in a compound. I can take my boat out, our jet skis, our kayaks. So I mean, we're pretty blessed. Uh, But but I will tell you, I, I have one of the best relationships I've ever encountered. My wife is not just incredibly beautiful on the outside, but also on the inside. And, we have connected more over the last few weeks with our daily walks and and our Mm -hmm. time together. It's been fantastic. And I worked from home before then anyway, but we've connected even more. So I I would say that um, has been the biggest impact lately.
0: What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today?
1: Well, I will tell you, to get anything, something has to give. And so, you know, I I work Sundays. I work 12-hour Sundays sometimes. But again, I love what I freaking do. So, work is play. So, it doesn't matter. Um, So, you know, I would tell you, recognize you're going to have to give some things up. Netflix, you know, do whatever you have to do. It's worth it. Crush it for three years. You know, live like other people won't for three years so you can live like other people can't for the rest of your life.
0: Who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? Tony Robbins for
1: sure. Shout out to him. If you can see him live, just do it while he's still speaking. He's incredible. I, I, I literally uh, went to two or three of his events every year for 20 years because it's had such a huge impact on my life. If I hadn't been in his environment, I probably wouldn't have recovered when I lost everything.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, good. Well, Tony. Uh, last but not least, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions?
1: We talked about it. Fear, limiting beliefs, inability to take action analysis paralysis um and 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 not directing our focus uh those are those are the reasons
0: for sure for sure for sure we've talked vastly on how to cure those rob this has been an amazing podcast episode thank you my friend uh, i've had thank so you. much fun you're doing. a really
1: impressive guy it was a real pleasure to communicate with you i really enjoyed it myself as well thank you i, I
0: appreciate that 100 i'm creating my vision for it now.